Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Dredmick Wicked is lonely on the lead. He's up by four. On the outside, don't tell me again, cutting into the margin. But it's Mick Wicked four years later back at the top of the sport. Homicide Hunter who sweeps past to the outside. Homicide Hunter trotting into the finish. It's Homicide Hunter who will hit the line. 148 and 4. The fastest trotter ever. Dewey did done good down the boulevard of broken dreams. Walker Meister coming at him. Walker Meister on the outside getting the best of him. Walker Meister in front. Giddy Three wide, all bets off. They're at the top of the stretch. Rocket Ron turns first in the Battle of Lake Erie. On the outside, bit of a legend. Rocket Ron, bit of a legend. On the outside, bit of a legend. This year's battle champion, 23 and one. Homeward bound in gold cup and soccer. 59 somewhere. Penty rocking in heaven. Rose Run West is there. Here is the French connection. The alerts have won it. Fine. Twinkle takes aim in the passing lane. Now Caviar Alley in full gear outside. Sharton start a feeling. Caviar Alley all out. Sharton digging deep. Sharton's going to dig in here and get the win here. Sharton up on the front end. That none shall pass for Tim Dietrich. Giddy You're tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing Post Time with Mike and Mike with co-host Mike Carter. Foiled again! Hold on to win! Foiled again, tough as nails! And Mike Bozich. The Iron Horse has cemented his legacy! Giddy What a beautiful morning on the East Coast. We welcome everybody into First Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Mike Bozich, Mike Carter will be joining us in just a moment. We're going to be joined by uh, Pete Fidaglia here in just a few minutes as we're going to dissect the uh, fifth and final leg of the Blue Chip Matchmaker and the George Morton Levy. And speaking of the George Morton Levy, congratulations to the final four. That's right. The final four, the pay round has been met by Clint Lamb, who defeated uh, Daniel Figliano by a score of six to two. Nick defeated Mike Probosi eight to six. Brian Malone defeated Rich Matei eight to four. And Tom Daly defeated Rod Allen seven to five. So Tom Daly will take on Brian Owen and Nick whatever Nick's last name is. We have no idea who's what Nick's last name is. We'll be taking on Clint Lamb. So those are your final four. Congratulations to everybody that participated in the tournament. It was an impressive showing by the uh, North American Harness Racing Update guys. Mike Proposi and Ron Allums both make it to the final eight. So congrats to them. Certainly an impressive showing for the Nahu crew. But uh, we certainly appreciate everybody taking their time out and 
and uh, playing in the George Morton Levy Tournament, sponsored by our good friends at the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York. Well, like I said, we've got a great show coming up for you today. Uh, Pete Finagli is waiting in the on-deck circle, going to get to him in just a minute or so. Stacy Cahill is making her post time with Mike and Mike debut here today. And she is the director of racing at the uh, Isle at Pompano Park, as well as Scioto, which is getting ready to open up. So Stacy, we're going to talk to a little bit, a little bit to her about that. Plus, you know, we'll ask her the, the typical questions that we ask the first timers of the show. Also, Driving extraordinaire Tim Tietrich will be joining us as well. The bionic man, Tim Tietrich. And what a great qualifier uh, here on Tuesday, but don't tell me again here at Harris, Philadelphia. Heck of a qualifier. So we're going to get into Timmy about that. And he's also made the final four of the Hardest Racing Fan Zone Drivers Tournament. So uh, we'll talk to Tim a little bit about that as well. But uh, we're even going to forego the commercial because uh, Pete was kind enough to to uh, move up his time a little bit. And, uh, you know, certainly we don't want to keep Pete on hold forever. So Pete's going to join us now. Pete, I, the first question I got for you, do you guys have Wawa by your way? Oh, I'm sorry, do we, we have Wawa? No, not, not quite our not not quite here. Very well, familiar with you. Wawa, though. My that's my son's. Uh, that's where he gets, uh, I think, ninety percent of his food from. Well, if if you're near a Wawa today, anywhere on the East Coast, they're giving away free coffee today. Oh and, my God! Yeah, well, I got to tell you, you know, at night it's amazing what people would do for free stuff. I mean, and listen, we're talking about a 99-cent cup of coffee here. I mean, I understand that there's some good free things that you can take advantage of, but there was somebody – now, I was you know, at the Wawa getting my coffee this morning and filling up in gas, and there's somebody that brought – I'm going to tell you, this had to be a 300-ounce jug. <laughs> to fill. I've never seen a cup this big in my life. It, it, it wasn't Mike, was it? Was, was no. the other mic? Oh, okay, <laughs> no. all right. But didn't, just, didn't want you to pat him out like that. Okay. But 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 it, but it's amazing how many people were huddled around the free coffee today, and you know I just I I looked at the workers and I looked in their eyes and I kind of just you know said my silent apologies to them for the day that they're going to have to endure. <laughs> it, it, it'll it'll they'll, they'll be very productive at work. That's all. I mean, no question. Well, there'll be plenty of coffee being brewed today. I'll tell you that. But I'll tell you what. Speaking of. Uh, Great action uh, coming up. It's leg number five of the George Morton Levy and the blue chip matchmaker. And uh, I got to tell you what, it's in my opinion, it's been a great series. The finals are coming up here pretty quickly. Uh, Before we actually get into the races, Pete, let's talk a little bit about some of the horses that maybe have attracted your eyes throughout this series, both in the blue chip and the uh, George Morton Levy. Who are some of the the head-turning uh, horses and performances that we've seen so far. Well, you start in the blue chip matchmaker with with uh, the Jim King contingent. Uh, not only does he have last year's champion in Short and End, but who has been just as good as she was last year, and uh, maybe even better. And uh, you, you kind of expected that coming in. I must tell you, I didn't expect Better Joy to be at that same level. We mentioned last week during the show that Jim King really felt like he couldn't even separate those two at this point, which is a remarkable statement. And then, mm-hmm. you know, better, better Joy last week just put in just a very impressive effort from behind. I, I know you have Tim on later on in the show, but I talked to him last week, and he was raving about how easy she is to drive and how confident he was last week from a 
what looked like a little bit of a difficult spot until you think about the, the, the credentials of Better Joy. And Better Joy just, just rolled right on by in a very impressive fashion. But Ronnie Burke's uh, feeling red hot has been has been good. I've been impressed by C-Swift Joy. Uh, Apple Bottom Jeans took the week off last week, but back in this week. Uh, so, I mean, they, they, I really think that the blue chip Mac tracker came up particularly strong this year. It is really a solid group of horses, and the final is just going to be amazing. It's uh, $387,000 uh, on, on the 20th. It's just going to be a, a terrific, terrific race. On, as far as the blue chip matchmaker, as far as, as the George Morton Levy goes, it's it's unusual this year because we haven't had quite the same credentialed horses that we've had in the past. You know, horses like Foiled again and and whatnot. Bit of a legend, and obviously went by the wayside due to an injury. But so it's been a little bit more uh, horses on the improve in some cases. We've even had a couple of four-year-olds perform well. Lion Steel threw in the fastest mile at Yonkers Race this year. Uh, we saw the Downtown Bus pick up a win a while back. The Wall has been superb uh, in. in up a couple of wins, and but I think the best one really on the track has been Western Fame, and that one's speed is just such a dangerous weapon. Lost one leg, but the other three just was in complete control. And uh, Brent Holland's uh, very, very high, I know, on uh, Ideal Jimmy as well. He got caught from behind last week, but has had two great front-running wins and two uh, really nice closing efforts as well. Obviously, there is no benefit to you if you have more points than anybody else it's an open draw next week so uh depending upon where those two draw i think western fame and ideal jimmy i would i would look to them as being the the ones to beat in the in the final all right let's take a look at the uh, blue chip matchmaker the final leg coming up on friday three divisions starting in race number five and some interesting horses in here we just uh mentioned c swift joy uh, who's got a couple of wins in this series obviously post state did her in should be a, a different ball game here from post five. Yeah, really had no chance whatsoever last week. I, I thought maybe she, she'd take a look, but I think that they, they just figured they were already in the final and maybe uh, discretion was the better part of valor. And this is a much better spot. I think the three to her immediate inside, immediate inside don't have her speed. Uh, and she, she looks like she has the edge. I'm a little sad to see better be Chevron, who's just on the outside looking in, draw the outside because that one put in a good effort last week before getting run down. Better joy. Uh, unfortunately, that one has a six hole, and that compromised her chances given the the speed of Sea Swift Joy. I, I think if I had a look at somebody as as an upsetter here, I, I would just take a look at Camera Lady, who does have speed uh, from the days at the Meadows, but has has um, has not really had an opportunity to do anything in the series last week in terms of post position. Last week was kind of way back and followed Better Joy into the race, and obviously that's very good cover. But I thought she closed very nicely, and she is now in a position where she can she can almost certainly work out a good trip from the rail. Uh, and if I had a look at a potential upsetter, it probably would be Camera Lady with you know C, C, C Swift Joy being the one to beat. But uh, Camera Lady is just an intriguing one. Cause she really hasn't had any opportunity so far, and uh, and I think uh, you know Ronnie Ronnie's going to have her ready to roll from the rail on uh, Friday. Yeah, and that five to one morning line that is certainly attractive uh, on Camera Lady. Moving along, it's leg two, or rather division two of the fifth leg of the blue chip matchmaker. It's in race number seven. A pretty good field here. Obviously, feeling red hot's going to get a lot of wagering attention, and why not? She's uh, won a couple of the divisions of this thing as well. She does move to the outside, obviously, but she's got speed enough uh, to overcome it, and uh, I would certainly say she's the one to beat here. 
I would think that that's right. It, this race has a lot of subplots going on. Uh, you have horses like uh, a horse like uh, a mare like uh, Caitlin N, uh, who's done very good work in the series with a couple of thirds and a couple of seconds. Uh, that one is currently sitting in the eighth spot in the point standings and uh, will most likely need some points in order to protect that spot. Moves outside a little bit, or did finish third from the five hole uh, in the second leg. Uh, but down on the rail, you have Caviar Cherie, who, who really needs to get involved in the game early. Hasn't really done too much since the move to the Bongiorno Barn, which is Obviously, very rare when that happens, but uh, uh, with Caviar uh, Cherie, Cherie in, in the rail, I think that one's going to be pushing away from the gate in good order, and that could dissuade everyone except for feeling red hot. So, again, I, I, with Caviar Cherie at seven to one, uh, I would need to take a big step forward, but I, I wouldn't discount that one's chances, and I think that one's a very good opportunity to complete an exacta behind feeling red hot. Twinkle, one of my favorite horses, is unfortunately uh, due outside here. Uh, and I think it's going to be a little difficult for that one to, to do battle with feeling red hot. But, again, there's a lot of subplots here, including I, I, I just want to see Pete Trinity won with one of the legs of the with pacing major of the Levy at 67-1. to Celebate is, of course, a two-time runner-up in the in the blue-chip matchmaker. Hasn't quite fired so far, but uh, I wouldn't put it past uh, Jordan Stratton to, to, to get this one involved this week. This is a, a spot where she should improve. All right, last uh, division of the fifth leg of the blue chip matchmaker occurs in race number nine, field of seven, apple bottom jeans from the inside. She's getting the three to two morning line favoritism, and uh, we just talked about feeling red hot, and she suffered, apple bottom jeans suffered a uh, heartbreaking loss a couple of weeks ago. Like you said, she does take the week off, but I'll tell you what, they had to be thrilled when they saw they drew post position number two here tonight. Yeah, and it just looks like a spot where she should be able to get to the top and, and control things. Uh, a number of the other ones in here really haven't quite lived up to the billing. I never want to discount an Eddie Hart horse and, uh, and with Medusa. He's got a mare that just you know has hit the board three consecutive times without really threatening. Um, the one I'm intrigued by, and again, it's, this is an embarrassment of riches here for Jim King. Uh, newborn Sassy is just a really nice mare, and, and she's really been very unlucky in the series. Even, even going back just two legs, uh, going back to the, I guess it was the third leg when I think the back half was 54-3 and three and she had no opportunity to gain any ground. And then last week she drew the outside again. This is a group I think she could really make some noise against. I mean, it's going to be tough for her to run down a horse like uh, a mare like uh, Apple Bottom Jeans, but uh, Newborn Sassy is, is pretty sharp right now, I think deceptively so, given the poor post that she's had. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see her be a big factor here. Uh, Tim Tietrich uh, aboard doesn't hurt, of course. All right, let's move along to the George Morton Levy. But first, uh, Mike Carter has decided to join us. Mike, I know you're running a little late. I hope you didn't speed to uh, to get here. Hey, hey, easy. Don't be telling stories, okay? Listen. Yeah. Maybe telling... he was at the Wawa. Yeah, I was at the Wawa. That's exactly where Getting I was Getting the free coffee. That's, that's right. In free that, coffee, in that right. Uh, stampede that's at the Wawa today for free yeah. 90 cents cup of coffee. <laughs> good, good. You know, listen, Mike, I hope uh, – you know what? I'm going to get you in that situation one of these days. That's all right. 
<laughs> All right, Pete. Well, listen. Now that we that I that I'm here and graced everybody with my presence, let's talk about the Levy series and uh, it kicks off with the sixth race on Saturday night. And this is a quite an interesting field uh, for many reasons. But the one with the most amount of wins is the two Don Domingo. Uh, you have Control Tower here with Better Memories and Beckham Z Tam. These are some horses that are going to be definitely looking for some points uh, leading into the final next week. Yeah, and obviously the final goes for six hundred and I think thirty-three thousand, and uh, we have a consolation for a hundred. So there's a bunch of horses in the four divisions on Saturday that are really looking to possibly even get into the consolation. That's not a bad prize, particularly when you take the eight best horses and, and eliminate them from the competition. Um, th- this race is I, I, again. Ronnie Burks had a had a bit of a rough go. I think on the Levy side of things, he's done better on the. Uh, on the blue chip matchmaker side of things, but he's got I'm, I'm some graduate from the rail who raced, I thought very well to be second, uh, two back. And last time really, uh, you know, uh, tried to run into, uh, to the, to the leader. Uh, and the, the fractions were so slow that you really had no opportunity to, to get to that one. I think I'm some graduate is intriguing. Don Domingo. The only concern of course, is that, that one comes off of the the scratch sick uh, has raced I thought pretty well with some very good trips from Jordan despite uh, two seven holes and an eight hole. Uh, I would expect uh, Don Domingo to make some noise, but I'm going to just take a shot in this one and hope uh, that we see a little bit of what we saw last year from Dr. Jay Hanover all the way out on the seven hole. Uh, has had some difficult spots in the series. Obviously, had a problem in the first leg when. There was uh, interference, and the, most of the field got wiped out. But then a, a third and a second, and last week really had no opportunity with three speed horses drawn to the inside. Dr. J. Hanover has wicked speed, and so it wouldn't shock me to see them take a shot with Dr. J. Hanover. If they do, I think he can find his way to one of the forward positions and be a big factor. I expect he'll be a, a healthy mutual. So I'm, I'm really leaning towards both Omsom Graduate and Dr. J. Hanover, and if I can get a real good price on Dr. J. J. Hanover, that may lead me in that direction. All right. Race this is number a, this, seven. This is a, this, by the way, that's a division. Of course, you have nobody who's won a leg so far, so it really gives an opportunity to these horses uh, to, to pick up a win this week. And uh, you know, obviously with a $50,000 purse, it's a pretty good opportunity. And Timmy's down to drive Dr. Jay Hanover, so we'll have a chance to talk with him right after you, Pete. So we'll tell, see, tell we'll him to see. send him hard, okay? <laughs> we'll see what Aggressiveness <laughs> wins races, okay? Let's let's pick up a win here. All right, race number seven, second division of the uh, George Morton Levy uh, Good Field of Eight. Here we talked uh, about a couple of these Lions Steel. Boy, was that just a monstrous effort! A couple of starts ago, holy moly, that was a real big burst. But there you got the downtown bus from the inside. Uh, and you've got a few others here, too. This, this is a pretty interesting race, Pete. It's a very interesting race. You're right, that, that mile two back by Lion Steel, that was the, the, the fastest mile we've had this year at, at, at Yonkers. But last week's race was even more fascinating in that you had the two four-year-olds uh, who were essentially drawn in similar, well, downtown boss moves to the rail here, and, and Lion Steel moves in a couple of slots. They hooked up, and I think that's the fastest mile I've seen at Yonkers last week, 53-3. and three. It was just an absolutely remarkable battle early on that set it up for the wall and uh, ideal Jimmy to, to close and finish 1-2 in, in that race. I mean, to see two four-year-olds competing as well as they have in the, in, in, in the Levy is, is a very impressive feat. Uh, we'll see what that race took out of them. Uh, I would expect downtown bus to be blasting, and I'm not sure Jordan is going to want to uh, attempt fate again and, and blast out of the gate, particularly given how good uh, Lion Steel was off the pace two back. 
it may help uh, a horse like I'm a rock and roll legend because he might be in a position where he can follow uh, in the pocket behind uh, the downtown bus. Uh, and despite, I thought, uh, two slightly disappointing seconds in the first two legs, really had no opportunity in the last two. That's a nice horse, and uh, I, I think that one may be in store for a trip. And, of course, Major Crocker has been uh, steadily improving as, as the series goes on. Really came late last week to, beat, to be beaten less than a length by a very good J.J. Flynn. So I, I think if I had to go in one direction, I'm going to go with uh, I'm, rock, I'm a rock and roll legend and hope for just a trip in that spot. But uh, Lion Steel is, uh, if he fires like he did two weeks ago, they were all running for second. Now, Pete, we talked a little bit about the wall last week, and it was one of those we didn't want to uh, be a part of the party when it wasn't a party, and then we didn't want to be a party if it fell apart. And I'll tell you, the wall has really come on. Uh, the wall takes the week off this week. It's really kind of impressive to see. No, what no, he's, he's in the ninth. He's in the ninth from the eight hole. Oh, look at that. See, you know, that, you know, I'm late and I missed the wall. So the wall, post number eight, uh, Nick Zurich uh, trains uh, with Joe Bongiorno up. This More like hit the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, it's going to be a tough trip from post eight. Uh, post eight at Yonkers is, uh, you know, it's very unforgiving um, at some points. But it's a good word. You know, to to be to to say the least, he's going to need the perfect trip, obviously. And you have other horses in here who have been racing well, including Western Fame and Rodeo Rock. More of the better draws the inside. And uh, as I discussed last week, I got to call his first victory at Harris, Philadelphia, because Mike Bozich was so uh, so nice to me, which he's not normally. But uh, it's an interesting race, that's for sure. It is. I think the, the wall is is safely in the final. Max Jackpot, who won uh, the the, the uh, third leg, took off last week, is back. But look, they're drawn outside some some very good horses. Western Fame has been, in my mind, clearly the most impressive horse in the series. Has really controlled the, each of the four legs. Uh, did get passed by J.J. Flynn and and still was good enough to hold second. The the shape of this race suggests that Western Flame is 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 just going to be blasting from the gate. Uh, more the better. I think we'll be content to sit the pocket, and it looks like those two around the track. Now, Rodeo Rock did pick up the two first legs, wins, finished third, then took last week off. Uh, that one is probably a, a pretty logical horse to use in uh, in the exotics. And I'll tell you what, Pacing Major, after that 67-1 to win two back, which was just incredibly uh, impressive and something I didn't see coming. But I thought it raced very well last week, uh, coming first up into J.J. Flynn and uh, holding holding very well to finish third. So pacing major is another one if you're playing the tries and supers to use that one. But the shape of this race just suggests it's Western fame on the front end, cruising comfortably and more the better, uh, comfortably in second. It's going to be tough to dislodge that very chalky exacta. All right, the final leg of the uh, the final division of the George Morton Levy is race 10. Uh, Pete, we talked a little bit about Ideal Jimmy earlier on and how high Brent Holland is on this particular horse. In this situation, he's got post six. What say you? Well, of course, the big wild card in this race is uh, the horse returning from uh, only starting in the first leg, and that's Rock and Ron, who blasted from the seven hole, had the lead, and anything for love pulled the pocket early in that one and, and went by Rock and Ron. Now Rock and Ron has disappeared. But one thing we all know about Rock and Ron is Rock and Ron has a world of speed. And if he leaves in front of uh, just right inside Ideal Jimmy, particularly with anything for love down on the rail, that's going to make it difficult for Ideal Jimmy to, to leave. Um, but as we talked about, uh, Ideal Jimmy has last two stars has had very impressive closing efforts, although I don't think he's going to get the kind of setup 
that he had in the, in the last two two races, really. Uh, he really came flying late. That was against Max Jackpot. That really wasn't even that a good setup, I should say that, but but closed very nicely behind that one, but it was a weak bunch. Last week just had you know a perfect setup and just wasn't quite able to finish the deal when the wall came and got that one. You know, and anything for love, he just has has this air of vulnerability about him, but uh, look what he keeps doing. He has a win, a second, and a third in the series. He's been drawing very well, draws a third consecutive rail, uh, and frankly, last week he was very cold on the board until the last couple of minutes and took all the money and uh, finished second again behind Better's Fire, who you know had just had things all his own way on the front end. So I, I think uh, anything for love has the tactical advantage here, but uh, I think Ideal Jimmy is, uh, is is poised to make a big late run. Although I don't know what kind of flow he's going to get because the two, three, and four, if not just that they're going to be good if they do pull in front of Ideal Jimmy. I know Brent said that uh, to me that. Uh, Ideal Jimmy is a horse who can take a lot of air, and if you have him first up, he can do it. So I think those are the two, anything for love and Ideal Jimmy. All right, Pete. Well, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend, and uh, let's book you for next week for the finals. you you, you got a few minutes for us next Thursday, right? S- sign me up. It's always a pleasure to be with you guys, and especially when we have Mike and Mike and not just, uh, <laughs> just, just one Mike. Uh, all right, buddy. Well, Pete, we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, that was Pete Finaglia as uh, we broke down the Levy and the Matchmaker. And uh, we're going to forego the commercial because Timmy Tietrich's been waiting patiently on hold, and I know he's going to be working here at about, uh, well, just a little bit. Timmy, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm very good, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, well, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, Apologize uh, for the wait time, but... uh, you know, hey, I mean, we had a and, – and you've got some drives, in the, of course, the Levy in the, in the matchmaker. We're going to talk about a couple of those horses here in just a few minutes. But yesterday here at Harris, Philadelphia – or actually two days ago at Harris, Philadelphia, don't tell me again, who's uh, really had a lot of success, was running up against that buzzsaw McWicked last year, qualified very well, 151-4 and four, uh, against the likes of Caviar Alley and a few others. Your thoughts on uh, don't tell me again and his qualifier? Ah, he was super. He's come back really good. Um, you know, they put him away early last year just because uh, the owners wanted to, and he went away sound, and he's come back really good. And I, mean, I, I got high, high hopes for him for his five-year-old season. All right, Timmy. So I got to ask you, before we jump into Don't Tell Me Again, I was supposed to bring you in, but that's all right with this. <laughs> listen, you, you, you had to know, listen, you, you've been driving with Georgie Knapp. You got, had to face him in the fan zone driver madness contest last week. You beat him by three wins. You got to know how many wins you got, right? Actually, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I, I, just, I go to work and buckle my helmet, man. We, we, it's funny, Timmy. We were talking to the office uh, the other day, and you and George Knapp actually had the highest scoring round of anybody, 21 to 18, with you on top, obviously. So, uh, listen, you guys are, uh, you guys are driving uh, a mess of horses, but uh, as, as Mike said, don't tell me again, uh, has put in a couple of good qualifying efforts. What's it been like to kind of sit behind this horse uh, coming into this year? You know, there's obviously the maturity factor, and you wonder if things are going to be the same from one year to the next. What's it been like for uh, for you? Uh, he's he's been a professional from day one. I baby raced that horse, um, and uh, he, I think he only finished back a four three times out of what thirty five starts or something. And he's he's just a little warhorse. He's not very big, but uh, I, I don't think I've ever followed too many horses that he didn't pass. Um, he's got that attitude. He's got a big heart, and he he likes to go to work. If you if you train him and stuff, you wouldn't think much of him, but. 
and when he sees that gate, he turns into a bearcat. He's uh, he, and you can ride him any way you want to, and you know, I see people look at him when he walks out of the paddock and they're like, that's the horse that just went in 47. There's no way, <laughs> you know, cause he, he don't weigh hundred pounds, but man, he's on the track. He, he looks a lot bigger than he is. Now, Timmy, let's talk about, uh, let's switch gears and talk about Sharton uh, who had the week off. Uh, what an amazing mare. And she's really come back strong in, um, in the season, in the uh, blue chip matchmaker series. What's it been like to kind of bring guide her along and bring her back into the season and kind of get her revved up for the stake season? Oh, it's great. When you get to, you know, be around a horse like her that when you put her on the racetrack, she's there to do her job and tough as nails. And, you know, it, those horses like that don't come along very often. And luckily I've, I got to latch on to her and she's been a lot of fun. What about the other mare of Jim King's better joy? You talk about a horse that is really turning. What a one, two punch, huh? What a one, two Unbe- punch. Unbelievable. I'll tell you what, you, I don't know. Could you drive two horses at the same time? Cause that may be, the decision you're going to have to <laughs> make. I, I want to, it's making my decision really tough, you know, but, uh, better joy is a sweetheart. Um, she drives like a car. Um, you can call audibles with her, you know, Sharton doesn't always allow you to call audibles, but, uh, better joy is just a sweetheart of a mare and she drives great. And, and she's really impressed me the last, you know, every start we've raced her so far. Now, Tim, let's kind of jump into a couple of the Levy horses, uh, that you have, uh, coming up on Saturday. Now, obviously you'll drive Dr. J head over on, uh, Saturday for trader Tony Alanya. And, you know, off that, he had a big 146 and four score. Uh, it was the year before last, I believe hasn't had a victory yet from post seven. It's going to be a little bit tough from out there, huh? Yeah, he's had no luck, you know, bad draws and then run into Western fame. And, you know, he's not had a chance to flaunt his speed, which is, you know, leaving the gate and get to where he wants to go and kind of carry it on. And he just hasn't had that opportunity. And, again, tough draw from the seven hole. Anytime you draw outside the six, it knocks it makes it tough. Yeah, no question about it. And then you've, uh, you're down to drive another one at race 10. Uh, the horse that, you know, we've seen here at Harris, Philadelphia, has made the rounds. Ballarat Boomerang gets a, a pretty good draw post three going up against the likes of the speedy rock and rod and ideal Jimmy. Got any thoughts on him? Um, you, know, like, you know, he's a very nice horse. He shows up. He's kind of that blue-collar horse. But if they stub their toe uh, up front, he's going to pass horses he's not supposed to. So, you know, if he's in the right spot, turn him for home and a couple of them uh, – or go to fed up the right spot, he's going to be right there. Yeah, no question. I mean, it, and it's and it's tough too because the, the lack of the passing lane. And Tim, I don't know if we've had a chance to talk to you about uh, the uh, pass since the passing lane's been gone, or if we had a chance to ask you about it. But now you've had a chance to drive over it a little bit with Yonkers with no passing lane. You got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I prefer the uh, passing lane because it gives uh, a lot more horses in every race the opportunity to get money and, and, and win races. And Yonkers, uh, people, uh, you know, you say Yonkers is a little bit harder to watch and stuff because we don't move as much, but that track does not allow you to. You know, if you, you can only be parked, you can't be parked two two turns on average at Yonkers and win races. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're, absolutely, you're and, absolutely right. You know, and with the passing lane, it you know, it, one, it's easier on the horses to get in the race, and then uh, turning for home, it gives more horses the opportunity to win the race. And that's just the way you have to drive, Yonkers. It's, uh, it's a very tough half. It's a different half than I've ever raced on. You know, it's, uh, you know, it, like most halves, it's a front-end racetrack, but, uh, you know, you can't be parked two turns and win there on average. 
All right. Well, listen, uh, we're a couple of weeks now to the Harris Philadelphia meet, and, you know, it's the Napolitano T Trick show here for the first couple of weeks. So, you know, listen, you guys are going to have to let somebody else win over here. But uh, nonetheless, well, that's yeah, not you our job. We, just, we win when we can, and George is a very high competitive driver as well as I am, and he's <laughs> tough to beat there. You know, he's got good clients as well as I do, and it's, you know, it's our, our really good track to be racing, and I really love Harris Chester. I love the competitiveness of you guys. I'm going to tell you what, every time, Georgia, you guys cross the wire and it's close, I mean, I can tell, and, uh, you know, Vic Kirby, too, I can, he's drawn with everybody. It's, it's, a, it's a really cool freaking atmosphere. Uh, yeah, Victor's not afraid to talk smack. That's, oh, no. No, he, sure. he definitely isn't. He definitely isn't. It's, it's good stuff here. George is always telling me how I drove bad whenever he, when, he, when I got beat by him. So you know, he, that's what he's always telling me. After. If he had drove better, he would have beat me. There you go. <laughs> All oh right. Well, Timmy, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. We're gonna we're gonna let you get to work because we know you'll uh, be out in that racetrack in about an hour or so. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your day, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. All right, that was a bionic man, Tim Tetrick. Always, uh, I'm gonna tell you, these guys have fun out here. I mean, it's uh, you know, I mean, Napolitano is uh, you know, he could really wake up a horse, Mike. I mean. You know, yep. I mean, you you could if if you see a horse that is having some form issues, and Napolitano gets on for the first time, oh, you better pay special attention. Yeah, first time Napolitano is a deadly combination. It's pretty kind of interesting to see, uh, you know, how good he could make a horse. And like I said, we've been watching the drivers over the past couple of weeks in this driver madness competition, and Tim Tetrick and George Napolitano teamed up for 39 victories by themselves last week. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, and, and you know, one of the – what makes Tim a good driver, I think, is that he he really is in tune with how the track is playing each and every day. Yes. And he makes he makes adjustments, you know, a lot of times on the fly, but he'll make adjustments, you know, based on, you know, if the track's favoring closes or if the track's favoring speed. I mean, a lot of finesse to Tim's game. Oh, for sure. And you have to change it up. You have to change it up because if you don't, everybody kind of knows, you know, what Tim Tetrick's going to do, what Campbell is going to do. And, you know, you have those, those things that you do on a regular basis and these guys, they learn them, then they're going to block in. They're going to park you out, not allow you to do some of those things. It gets tough. We are really far behind on commercials. <laughs> Pete was – we haven't played a commercial yet, Mike. I know you didn't get here what? until about uh, 1045, but Pete Pete was on hold at, at about five minutes before the show started. Of course, I didn't want to keep him on hold, and then I know Tim's going to hit the racetrack here in a few minutes, so I don't want to keep him on hold. But before we get to our first commercial break at 11.04 a.m. Eastern, uh, Mike, a big congratulations to T.C. Lane. Oh, yeah, for sure. Big, one of the really one of the really good guys of this industry, one of the smart guys, one of the big assets of this business, and he has been promoted to USDA Chief Operating Officer. Now he will still keep his his duties that he's been doing, right? Yes, he's you know those duties uh, remain the same, but he's got a new position, new title, and you know in talking with him yesterday, uh, he's excited. He's looking forward to uh, going forward, and we are too. And one of the things that I want to mention. Before we get to the commercial, Mike, and, and this this really saddens me because, you know, look at all that you've accomplished in your young career in this business. All the racetracks you've announced at, rising star of the year, you know, 
uh, director of social media at the USTA. I mean, the list goes on and on of your accomplishments in such a young time. And everybody loves you. Everybody loves Mike Carter. Everybody, like everybody I talk to thinks like you're the greatest guy in the world until you became a judge on Catch Drive. Oh, here we go. I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> you, uh, you, 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 listen, it's it, being a judge, an official, a referee is the toughest, one of the toughest jobs in the world because it's only a matter of time before you get killed. It's all, you know, you, you, you can make the best decisions in the world and it, it doesn't matter because you're, you're, you've got to make somebody mad. You of know. course you do. And, well, I'll just let everybody go see it for themselves on the Catch Driver Facebook. <laughs> you made a call. You suspended somebody. I don't know for how long. And uh, you just should have been crushed. for 45 days now. Should have been for – now that I look at it, it should have been for 45 days. Oh, <laughs> just saying. Even – there was one guy on that whole thread, one guy on that whole thread that agreed with you. And I think he changed his mind. <laughs> well, probably so. I would change my mind if I was him too. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> so Mike Carter is now a judge and catch driver. And, uh, you know, I, I got to ask you this, though, real quick. When do these – I could never get into these pro race series. When do they start? They, there like, are some they in the go? morning. There are some in the morning, some in the evening. Uh, they have between 60 and 70 races a day. Um, and, and they're just, you know, they're kind of like filtered through, um, the next ones, um, and pull up the app here. I See, can never get in one. Well, listen, you know, I don't know that I want you driving in one cause then I might have to suspend you. The next race is in two minutes. Next race is in two minutes. Oh, well, we, we got to take about a five minute commercial break. So maybe well, there you go. In. Hop in, will you? All right. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USDA. At BetAmerica, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the BetAmerica way. It's been said that fortune favors the bold, and we're all in at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Join us as we kick off the live racing season with an epic fan appreciation weekend, Friday, March 29th and Saturday, March 30th, for champion harness racing, new bets, folder promotions, free family events, live entertainment, giveaways, and more, starting at 6.30 p.m. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino is bigger than folder. And we want you to be a part of it. Visit harrishoosierpark.com for more info. The Meadowlands racing season is just heating up with large fields, bigger purses, nightly promotions, and some of the greatest restaurants in New Jersey. There are plenty of places to catch all of the exciting action. First post on Friday and Saturday nights is 715. For more information and reservations, call 201-THE-BIG-M or visit PlayMeadowlands.com. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. 
Outback Farms welcomes three new stallions in 2019. New to New York, Boston Red Rocks, one of the 2015 Dan Patch Award for two-year-old pacing colts, and a Breeders' Crown champion. New to Pennsylvania, 34-time winner Heston Bluechip, one of the Dan Patch Awards for three-year-old colt pacers, and a Breeders' Crown champion. Also the sire of the second richest two-year-old Philly pacer of 2018, Zero Tolerance, and new to Ontario, my MVP, a proven sire of stakes winners, including Good Times Trot winner Wolfgang. For more information, go to winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the Mobility Aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. Back of this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich, Stacey Cahill, coming up here in just a moment. But Mike, we were talking a little bit uh, on the show last week, um, or excuse me, two weeks ago, with Renee Mancino about you know fantasy stables and things like that, and Major League Baseball and NFL and all those have fantasy leagues. They have fantasy teams where people can sign up. How about a Breeders' Crown fantasy stable, my friend? Yeah, and this is uh, something that's being done between the Hamiltonian Society and Trot Magazine, and and I'm looking right now at uh, Standard Bread Canada. Uh, last year, this thing attracted uh, more than 1,100 contestants, Mike, and uh, and uh, let's see, I already had a tie-in to the Breeders' Crown with all 12 winners, gaining a bonus $200,000 toward their fantasy stable bankroll. Uh, Dennis Rock of London, Ontario. Oh, he, he won the 2018 yeah. Trot Magazine Fantasy Stable Contest as his two rock stable boasted a seven plus million dollar bankroll in, you know, but not in real money. Also breaking the seven billion dollar plateau runner up Tom Barry Luck uh, and his Bristol stables and Franklin's uh, Ron Salcedo. Uh, so with both Rock and Barry and able to attend, blah, 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 blah. Anyway. Stay tuned wow. to Standard Bread Canada later this week for the launch of the 2019 contest. It's good stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, anytime you could, uh, you know, do this kind of thing, you know, I mean, fantasy's big with football and baseball and all that. So uh, just keep an eye on Standard Bread Canada, but uh, certainly want to make everybody aware of that because that is a lot of fun. 
All right. Well, listen, let's bring in somebody who I'm extremely jealous of right now, Stacy Cahill, who is the general manager and director <laughs> of Racy Operations at Scioto Downs. And Stacy, listen, I was at Northfield last night and I got a bone to pick with you. I, I was I was at <laughs> Northfield and it was snowing. It was snowing Aww. at Northfield. You're down there in the 90 degree weather, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And uh, listen, I'm completely jealous. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's definitely beautiful. Today it's sunny and about 85. All right. Well, listen, you've got one meet about to wrap up, and you've got another meet about to kick things off uh, at Sido Downs. Uh, we'll get to Sido in a second, but let's talk about Pompano. Uh, I'll tell you, the amount of energy that is around that racetrack uh, is just incredible. The wagering dollars, everything that goes into that product is fantastic. You guys are doing a heck of a job down there. Yeah, I mean, Gabe's on Twitter constantly, on social media, you know, doing the work, getting everybody involved. And, you know, the races are pretty good. Uh, you know, we don't have a ton of horses and we're on an island, so it's hard to draw horses. Um, you know, and Florida's not cheap, so it's um, – but we, we do the best we can with what we have, and, and I think it's a, it's been a great, a great winter this winter. Yeah, no question about it. Mike Bozich here. Stacey, let's talk a little bit about Scioto. You're getting ready to open things up there. Always uh, a huge meet there in the state of Ohio with a lot of great races. Uh, certainly one of the pioneer 5.8 mile tracks in the country. Tell us a little bit about Scioto and uh, what can we expect here in 2019? Well, this is our 60th anniversary at Scioto. 60 years we've been racing there. So, um, this year we don't have the finals of the Sire Six. That will go to Northfield, but we will have the $75,000 consolations on our closing night, along with the uh, Jim Ewart Memorial, which I've increased the purse to 400000 up from two hundred last year, and the $200,000 Charlie Hill Memorial. So on our closing night, September 7th, it's going to be a, a great night. And the meet we raised probably, you know, somewhere around $15, $17 million for the meet. So um, a lot of money in Ohio right now. Now, Stacey, obviously a lot of work goes into uh, bringing in a new meet. Obviously, you have to bring in each meet with Pompano and bring in each meet with Sayota. What kind of work uh, is in progress during the offseason to kind of prepare yourselves for uh, for those meets? Well, I got a great guy in Ohio that helps me out a lot, Jason Roth, and he's up there getting everything ready, getting the tracks ready, um, you know, getting all the employees in, they, everybody has to go through orientation, you know, we're casino companies now, so it's, it's a little different than when we used to be just racetracks. So it, there's, there's quite a bit to do before um, we get started. You write some late closers and actually that just reminds me, I have to write condition sheets for pump their Sciota. See, I'm confused. <laughs> But I got a great guy down here too that takes care of everything in the in the off season at Pompano here, Joe Frazier. Um, he gets everything going for us for the fall. So I'm lucky to have two really good guys that, that, that do a lot of work while I'm back and forth. Always helps to have a good team visiting with Stacy Cahill. Now Stacy, amazingly, we've been on the air for uh, three plus years. Well, yeah, it's been about three plus years, and this is the first time you've been on this program. So that that's that's quite amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, Tell us uh, a little bit about, for people that may not know who you are, tell us about how you got started in the business and a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, my dad raced horses for many years at Scioto and, oddly enough, Pompano. So um, I have been here and actually worked at Pompano uh, probably about 30 years ago. I worked Scioto and Pompano back and forth. I did Hawthorne in Chicago, worked a little at the Red Mile, 
just kind of traveling the circuit, worked the jug for a few years. Um, and then, you know, it, it got more corporate for me um, at Sciota. So now I'm just, we just acquired the Isle of Capri casinos a couple years ago. So now I'm back and forth to Pompano as long as we have, you know, we're racing down here and back there and um, it works out good. It's a great winter and, and um, it's a lot of fun to go back and forth. Uh, like I said, I've been doing this for a long time, oddly enough. Uh, I just, I'm not much in the, uh, I like to kind of keep a low profile. That's why you guys haven't had me on in three years. <laughs> well, well, listen, Stacey, no, listen, nobody has the, a better schedule than you and Gabe Pruitt. Obviously, you, you spend the summers <laughs> in beautiful Ohio, and he, for him it's Kentucky. And then you turn around in the wintertime and head to Florida. And, you know, I, I give the Downs a lot of credit because it is literally the summer place to race in southern Ohio. I mean, the place is packed out on the weekends. There's picnic tables for people to enjoy the racing. It's really kind of a really cool environment if you've never been. It's funny that Scioto, we draw such a great live crowd there. Um, with all the things there, is, there are to do in Columbus, Ohio, I mean, we still get a really good crowd for harness racing. Pompano, on the other hand, is more of a, a simulcast game where Gabe has such a presence in, in the, you know, the social media world that we've, uh, most of our wagering comes from off track. Um, so it's, it's really different for me to go here where there's not a ton of people that come to the races every night. And then I go home and I just see these crowds and it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just different. All right. Well, listen, Stacy, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, best of luck to you moving forward. It's Sayoto's a meet that we always look forward to seeing. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, listen, like you say, good crowds and stuff and, and warm weather. You know, that's uh, one of the things <laughs> I couldn't wait to Harris, Philadelphia to start up with is, is warm weather. I know when Harris Philly starts and it's April, at least warm weather's on the horizon. And I'll tell you what, the older, I, I used to laugh at people that used to go to Florida in the winter. I'm like, what the heck? Come on. <laughs> but you do. know what? I'll tell you what, not anymore not anymore nope. age is uh, certainly a, a great equalizer right. when it comes to enjoying warm weather stacy we appreciate it thank you so much thanks guys all right that was stacy cahill and uh yeah i mean she's uh she's got a ve- that's a very nice meet that her and gabe have very nice little uh you know you get you get to spend the summers up here and then go down to florida and enjoy the warm weather so I, they, they don't really see very much snow between them with their uh, schedules no, not so much. And I, you almost want to call. I don't. I don't want to call it a boutique meet, but it, it is almost like a boutique meet down there. It's incredible. They race six, seven months out of the year, and it's quality racing down at Pompano. That's the key to it. And the social media platform that Gabe Pruitt and those guys put on is absolutely incredible as well. Gabe does a heck of a job, man. I mean, just uh, I mean, you know, keeping people engaged in Twitter, you know, uh, on Twitter, you know, with the send it in army. Um, and you know, there's a, there's a, well, you know, this from social media, you know, you have to be really on your game when you interact, because, you know, when you interact with, with fans, customers, horsemen, it's not going to be pleasant all the time. No, you just know. ask a driver. And, and this, and you know, it, it, and this is out there for all the world to see. So it takes some tact to, you know, to deal with some of the negativity that that's, that's going to come your way. And, and it's going to, I mean, it's, it's no matter what position you're in, you know, if you're on social media, interact, you're going to deal with negativity. Oh, for sure. You are without a shadow of a doubt, not even cl- There's no question. You're going to deal with negativity at some point. It's the matter of how you deal with that. 
Yeah, exactly. And and Gabe has got it down to a T. Man, I'll tell you, he's he's really really good for the industry, really good for the game, and and uh, he's man, they've done a great job at Pompano. I mean, just you know, the the people through throughout the years. I mean, the the GMs, you know, John Yinger, Brad Rabington, uh, you know, and now Stacey Cahill along with Gabe Pruitt. I mean, they have just done a great job of of uh, boosting that product, you know, and oh, uh, yeah, so hat, sure. so hats off to them and in all they do for honestly making Pompano relevant again, you know, because I mean, listen, that's where Stanley dancer and all the big guys went in the wintertime. I mean, there's a lot of history at that racetrack. Oh, for sure. And, you know, you still see guys like Wally Hennessy down there who they go down there and they bat 700. Um, it's, <laughs> it's really tough to beat Wally Hennessy down there, but even your guy, George Napolitano jr. Goes down there for a little bit and drives up. Scott Zeron's been going down there uh, last couple of years. Uh, Mike Simons goes down there. Tom Jackson, so you know Pete Wren. So you got a lot of guys that uh, you know that go down there and uh, and do well. Plus they've got that good amateur series down there, so you know it keeps them guys busy as well. Um, let's see. There was one thing that I wanted to mention before we took our final commercial timeout. Oh yeah, you. Uh, congratulations to the final four of our Levy series. Oh yeah. Congratulations to the final four of the Levy series. I, I actually need to send them an email and update everything on the, uh, update everything on the, uh, website, but the, we're down to the final four and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, pay time, pay, payout time, so to speak. That's right. So uh, Brian Owen, Tom Daly, Nick, we don't know Nick's last name and, uh, Clint Lamb, right? Those are the yep. four. Those are the yep. four. So congratulations to them as they have made the pay round and they will battle for all the money. We're going to take one final time out. We'll wrap this thing up. When we come back, you've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USTA. Looking to bet on great racing from around the country and around the world? There's no better place than BetAmerica.com. But there's also no better time to join because right now we're offering a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Simply open a new account at BetAmerica, make your first deposit, and we'll add your bonus immediately. It's that easy. Sign up today at BetAmerica.com. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike, 
Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun in wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. Winback Farms welcomes three new stallions in 2019. New to New York, Boston Red Rocks, one of the 2015 Dan Patch Award for two-year-old pacing colts, and a Breeders' Crown Champion. New to Pennsylvania, 34-time winner Heston Blue Chip, one of the Dan Patch Awards for three-year-old colt pacers and a Breeders' Crown Champion. Also the sire of the second richest two-year-old Philly pacer of 2018, Zero Tolerance. And new to Ontario, my MVP, a proven sire of stakes winners, including Good Times Trot winner Wolfgang. For more information, go to winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. It's been said that fortune favors the bold, and we're all in at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Join us as we kick off the live racing season with an epic fan appreciation weekend, Friday, March 29th and Saturday, March 30th, for champion harness racing, new bets, folder promotions, free family events, live entertainment, giveaways, and more, starting at 6.30 p.m. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino is bigger than folder, and we want you to be a part of it. Visit harrishoosierpark.com for more info. All right, back here on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, also presented by the United States Trotting Association. And before we get out of here one final time, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, Fantasy Trot, Trot Fantasy Stable Partners with the Breeders' Crown. That is the headline on Standard Bread Canada. So uh, certainly hats off to the Hamiltonian Society and the Trot Magazine for putting this thing together. And you can be a part of it. Stay tuned to Standard Bread Canada for more information as it gets closer. Well, we certainly appreciate everybody joining us. Thanks to all of our guests, Tim Teacher, Stacey Cahill, and Pete Finaglia. And we will see you next Thursday with the first post of 1030. Good night. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know. Take